This episode of Boy Meets World is episode 14 from season one, and it's titled, She Loves Me, She Loves Me Not. And the synopsis from Disney Plus says, Eric talks to Corey's class about the future they have to look forward to. So we open up in the classroom, and there's this origami flower on Topanga's desk. And Topanga picks it up and walks over to Minkus, who's trying not to notice. And uh, and he's he's actually reading a book that says origami on the cover, um, which I thought was pretty funny. And he, she yeah, asks, like, go ahead. <laughs> he's pretending it's not him, but yet it's super <laughs> obvious. <laughs> right. First off, yeah. who else in the class would make origami? And then second off. He's holding the book. <laughs> He's holding the book. Yeah. Caught red handed. Um, so she asks if he left the rose and he says no. And as she walks away, he corrects her and says, it's actually not a rose. It's a camellia. Yeah. And, uh, and he says in the language of flowers, it means perfect loveliness. And then he realizes he's kind of caught. And he says, at least that's what I've, what I've read. And Topanga, who obviously knows that, that he made it for her, but is also trying to hide it. She says, well, whoever left it for me must be a caring, sensitive soul. So, and I wrote, why is he suddenly denying the feelings that he makes obvious all the time? Otherwise, I mean, it's one thing to hint at it, but it's another thing to come out and directly say it. We talking about in the last episode, he said that he's going to be a provider for her. You have a point. (laughs) (laughs) And like, and also the when he in the twenty year reunion, he said he he asked if he could bring a wife and said it was gonna be Topanga. <laughs> he has made this abundantly clear that he's into her, and now suddenly he's trying to hide it. Yeah, you, the, you have they, a great point. Dude, do the people writing this show, do they think like we were just morons or that the people tuning in week to week hadn't seen the previous ones? Uh, they probably didn't think of one episode to the next with their. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Inconsistent with the character. Of course. Yeah. So um, Corey and Sean are staring at Minkus in the background. And uh, Corey says, is it me or is love blooming among the nerd, the nerd set? And Sean says the only time he's ever seen it look like that was just before Bambi's mother caught that bullet. (laughs) I I don't get it. I know Bambi's mom was shot. Was she shot like staring at him, like in a lovingly way, like at her son, dear? Well, I imagine <laughs> like, Bambi was devastated during that scene. Yeah, but the only time you've seen a look like that was when Bambi's mother caught that bullet. Yeah, I, I don't so know. So who's, who's, I didn't get it. I, I, for some reason, I was thinking the, the, the face would be the mother's face. The, 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 you know, Bambi's mom. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I, I assume um, it was Bambi's look of shock. That's an iconic movie, right? Yeah. I don't think I've seen it more than once, and I definitely couldn't tell you more than probably seven minutes worth of content of it. Yeah. So, I don't know. And sometimes some of those older movies are hard to go back and watch. Like, I tried to watch... Uh, yeah, Peter with Man. the animation not being what we're used to. Also, sometimes, like, they're lengthier or just not as good as I remember. Like Peter Pan is not as good as I thought. Oh, I love Peter uh, Pan, and I loved um, Hundred and One Dalmatians. Okay, see now that that one's more I think in Disney's heyday. My other example is going to be the Robin Hood movie, where the like Robin Hood is played by a fox. Yeah, I remember that one. Bear. 
I tried to go back and watch that. Man, it's boring. Ugh. Yeah, it's and not it's what I remembered either. Neither is um, the King Arthur one. You're right. Sword in the Stone. Yep, that's it. Yeah. It's, they're long, they're dialogue heavy, uh, a little depressing. Um, mm-hmm. I can get past like the animation style, although I, I'll admit I do appreciate the advances they've made in that department, but yeah, they're, they're harder to watch then. The movies are, I think, yeah. how should I put this? I don't want to say they're catered to kids better, but I don't know if I can avoid it, but I guess maybe they also they're they kind of so, transcend they they n- transcend their their their, their newer animation they still work uh and writing is a little bit quicker with the jokes they're a little bit more designed for shorter attention spans whereas the older ones weren't written the same way if that makes sense I think that's it i think that's it i think it, they did they like did there's always to... something going on on the screen with the newer yeah. movies where things just yeah. don't sit and breathe the same way they used to. You're right. Yeah, that's a good point. So um, after the Bambi comment, Corey says, what a movie they would make, Minkus in Love. And uh, he says, watch what happens when 48 pounds of nearsighted geek meets 10 pounds of hair from a parallel universe, which I thought was a really good line. And then Topanga gets up and says, I think people who judge others by their appearance are shallow, ignorant, and have much to answer for for in the next life. Yeah. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Corey says, that might be how, how it works on Remulok, uh, but here on Earth, you're a nerd, you pay. Which I was like, damn, like what a bully. Like he can be such a bully. Yeah, um, I think I wrote that about Sean later in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, usually you don't get bully sense, you just get average kid sense, but this was cruel. Mm-hmm. So uh, Feeney walks in and the bell rings. This dude's always walking in after bell rings. So Feeney says he hopes everyone had a nice weekend, and Corey says his mom baked brownies and his dad rented two monster movies, so he had a great weekend. And Sean wow, says that simple he sold... life, right? Right. Uh, Sean says that he sold blood. Uh, all right. It doesn't explain anything else. Just that they don't go into it at all. Um, well, we know and, his parents are struggling, so yeah, I guess. Um, wow, that's sad. He's selling his blood <laughs> to help support his family. That's terrible. <laughs> um, so what I wrote here was when he said his dad rented two monster movies. Those are the good old days when you can get a movie from Blockbuster, and that was like a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, like like your dad or your mom take you out and. You grab a movie or two. That was always fun. Oh, yeah. I miss that. Picking a movie you know you're going to enjoy and then taking a chance on a second one. Yeah. Yeah. Look, and sometimes they both let you down. That happened yeah. too. But, you know, usually um, you had at least one hit there. So, as long yeah, as Yeah, watching a movie was an event. It really was. And now it's just, you know, Netflix. We sound <laughs> like a couple of old guys, you know, talking like that. But yeah, it's crazy true. how things changed. So. Uh, Feeney announces they have a guest speaker and, uh, the guest speaker who walks in is Eric and Corey is shocked to see Eric and Feeney is also shocked because he had no idea which student was going to be. And <laughs> Eric's also shocked to see the two of them. So no one figured this out. You know, that yeah. That there's usually a lot class. more planning that goes on before <laughs> something like that happens. You would think they just tell the teacher, hey, look, uh, we're going to send an upperclassman to your school to talk. Oh, what's his name? Ah, we don't know yet. We're just going to pick one. Yeah, especially since it's it. not even in the same school. 
No, it's not. And then yeah, the other cause... thing, Eric doesn't drive yet. Ooh, how did he get there? How did he get there? I don't know. Maybe the campuses are really close. You know, to be fair, Mark, our elementary school <laughs> was was closer to our high school than any other school. Yeah, right? but they're going from elementary to or no, they're going. I it's guess they only have two schools in there, so it's possible. Yes, yeah, as the cats, right? Yeah, their their elementary school goes all the way up to sixth grade, and they call seventh and up high school. Yeah, everything like it's split in half. Yeah, so <laughs> it is right across the. It is. Yeah, <laughs> I guess you could have walked it. So they um they show Topanga as Eric walks in, and she can't take her eyes off Eric. She's like immediately smitten, and. Feeney says, I thought the school said they were going to send over good students. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good students have goals, though. Yes, yeah. Eric says, the problem with smart kids is they have goals to pursue. I'm just looking to get out of algebra, um, which that's something I would do. Hey, you have a chance to leave to not go to class? So, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll take the excuse. <laughs> just yeah. like when I was a, uh, I was a fifth grade, uh, what they call a safeties yeah. for kindergartners. So I used to go help the kindergartners get on the bus. I loved getting out of the last class of the day a little bit early. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. not why I did it. The kids were also really cool. So mm-hmm. those little kids. Um. So Feeney says, "Oh, lucky me!" And Eric introduces himself and says he's from John Adams High, and that's the school they're all going to be going to next year. And then Minka says, "At least those of us who pass." And uh, and Sean says, "Hey, Minkus, pass this." And he does this like the best armpit fart ever. Um, and what's funny. I had uh, subtitles on because <laughs> I wanted to be able to catch some of the stuff. And when he did the armpit fart, it said raspberry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Like, that's pretty funny. He's like, yeah, I guess this is what you would call that. You know, that is the other term for it. So, mm-hmm. um, so Feeney says to the class to give Mr. Matthews their attention. That's when the panga realizes that this is Corey's brother, Matthews. Mm-hmm. And I call a timeout on this because... Apparently, Topanga's known Corey since they were two, right? That's what they say in later seasons. Uh-huh. Here, she doesn't even know she has a brother. Yeah, I she put no that idea. in parentheses, never met before. Right. They, you know what they could have done? When they come up with the romance between them, which seemingly is out of the blue, yeah. and really only done because they're you know the two of the main characters and one happens to be female, they could have just went with like the sixth grade story. That's mm-hmm. far enough. Yeah, you know, for 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 two kids to basically graduate and get married right away, which I'm pretty sure is what happens here. Mm-hmm. The sixth grade is early enough, but they had to lie and say, "Oh no, they've known each other since they're two or three, but apparently not, because she doesn't even know he has a brother." Yeah, I'm pretty sure the story changes once or twice too. So, of course, like it'll change yep. another time. I'm pretty sure too after the one oh, that you're referencing. Of course, it will. It has to. This is Boy Meets World. <laughs> <laughs> So Eric explains that, yeah, he's he's Corey's older brother and uh, he got the good hair. And uh, he says next year they're going to be in seventh grade or as the upperclassmen like to call them, flemballs. And uh, he's going to teach them some things they needed to survive in the mean streets of high school. And Minkus asks, will the exam process be more rigorous? And Eric is so stupid, he doesn't even understand the question. And uh, then he just starts explaining that parties will be better. What parties do they go to now? What do they mean parties will be better? These sixth graders don't go to parties. He says you can stay out later. And uh, cool clothes are a must. And he does this little spin to show everyone his clothes. 
Uh, yeah, those are all out of school like topics. Nothing about that's in school. No, not one bit of it. Um, and then Feeney says uh, the clothes that he's wearing are for that young detention sitter on the go, <laughs> whatever. And Eric says the parking lot is where most of the popular kids hang out, and you're going to want to hang with them unless you want to look like a complete nerd. And he starts laughing and then happens to stare at Minkus and says, no offense, man. <laughs> Both brothers are just bullying Minkus in this episode. Yeah. Brutal. Mean. <laughs> yes. And uh, so Corey raises his hand and Eric doesn't want to answer him and says he doesn't care. And Corey says, look, this is different than at home. When you're in class, you have to answer. And Eric looks at Feeney and says, yeah, I have to answer him too. So uh, he lets Corey ask his question and Corey has this fake like hypothetical and asks if Eric would be willing to give a ride to select phlegm balls to school. And Eric looks at Feeney and says, do I have to? And Feeney says that he wouldn't do it. And Eric tells him to drop dead. And then Corey literally falls out of his chair. Yeah, and Feeney and responds with, what do I owe you? What do I owe you? Just joke after, it's just boom, 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 boom. Joke after joke here. The, the, this episode so far is a little bit meaner than some of the other ones. Yeah, man. But it is funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, this scene did want us to establish two things, right? Number one, that Topanga, uh, actually three things. Topanga's into Eric. Minkus is into Topanga. And Eric did not give the kids the right expectation. Like, mm-hmm. They kind of act like he, you know, act like everything was going to be like sunshine and rainbows in high school. But yeah. I didn't think so based on the stuff he said. You know, hang out in the parking lot with the cool kids and, you know, the, the parties are going to be better because... I don't know. I don't think he necessarily painted it like with this uh, really bright brush, but yeah, right. he was uh, definitely looking at it through the wrong lens though. He was. So um, when we go to the next scene, it starts off outside the house. I just wanted to note really quick. There's a garage. There's a garage attached to the house. I, I've, I don't know if I noticed it in previous ones, but there is one here. Didn't see a basketball hoop, but based on some of our previous discussions, they at least have that. All right. So it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction. You bet. So, uh, so now they're in the kitchen and Topanga shows up with baked brownies that are quote unquote for Corey. And she wants to stay and enjoy them with Corey, who basically just wanted her to hand over the brownies and leave after yeah. dropping them off. And Sean's at the table and says, milk's in the fridge, babe. <laughs> and, uh, he eats one of the brownies, says it's not bad. And Topanga says that her sister Nebby made them. Mm-hmm. Corey says, don't you mean Debbie? And Topanga says, no, Nebby, as in Nebula, stop the war, Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> stop the war. What's Topanga's middle name? Oh, man. Do you ever get that? I don't know. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure they've said it before. I just can't recall it. It didn't even occur to me till just now. But yeah, stop the war. That's so great. And um, Corey says, uh, so your parents thought Linda was already taken. And... Um, Morgan comes down the stairs and uh, she likes Topanga's braid in her hair mm-hmm. and uh, she remarks about it and Topanga offers to do the same for her. And Morgan has a pretty good line. She says, I'd like to see more of her and motions towards Topanga and less of him and motions towards Sean. And both the girls go upstairs and Sean's smiling at Corey because he's convinced that Topanga is into Corey. And he does the Topanga and Corey sitting in the tree thing. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's how, isn't that how Morgan says it later? Oh, yeah, uh-huh, because she can't spell kissing. So, um, uh, Corey says, no way. 
you know, because Minkus wants her. But obviously, hey, there's two parts to that scenario, dude. That's not how that works. Just because Minkus likes Topanga doesn't mean that she has to like him. Mm-hmm. But Sean says to start somewhere. You know, first Minkus gets squishy about Topanga. Topanga gets squishy about Corey. And then one day, one day you're solid as a rock. Next day, squish. And uh, Corey's not convinced, but Sean thinks the brownies are proof. Yeah. And he says, ipso facto, lovo, uo. Which I don't know if that's a reference to something. Anyway, so Amy walks in the kitchen with groceries and Eric walks in from the from the backyard. So Amy came in like, you know, from the, the other side of the kitchen. Amy tells him to take out the garbage and Morgan comes down with Topanga and shows you know, her mom her braid. And uh, then Corey literally like physically pushes Topanga out the door. Mm-hmm. And as he's pushing her out, she says, I was hoping I could stay. And he says, can't, we're over the legal hair limit. And he takes the brownies out of her hand and shuts the door on her face. Just cold, man. Like, he is just ice in this episode to everybody. (laughs) A monster. (laughs) She was being so nice, and she made him brownies. He just kicks her out, literally pushes her out the door. And Amy just says, that wasn't very polite. That's not enough, Amy. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, that's not enough. You should have whipped his butt after that. Um, And uh, Corey says he can't afford to be polite because if he's polite, he's going to, you know, go squish. And uh, Sean says, this is kind of messed up, man. He says, I hear a lot of men treat the women they love like that. Like, and he kind of like, he kind of physically assaulted her. Like, he basically took her and pushed her out the door. And John's making a reference, like, this is how some men treat women they love. That, Which is an antiquated idea. It is so, me- yes. Like, it is just so messed up. Um, I don't get it. <laughs> I really don't get it. I mean, they used to say, oh, when a boy pulls a girl's hair, it means he likes her. Which is absolutely terrible. Um, but and that only works for children. I know, which Corey still <laughs> is at this point. I know, I know, but he says men. Men treat the women, they're like, I, uh, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I immediately thought about, like, adults, and I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. You're right. The, the hair pulling. The, <laughs> I the, guess the, he the took the, the term hitting on a little bit too literally. Oh my God, that's terrible. I'm going to have to edit that out. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Corey uh, is getting defensive and everyone's smiling at him and kind of like in a teasing way. And Morgan then does the, go ahead. The oh, the ABCDEFG thing? ABCDEFG. Yeah. Uh, Eric walks out the house with the trash and Topanga's out there still. Mm-hmm. She's kind of like in the background. Yeah, staring him down. Yeah, and she's, she's not in like his a, locker though. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, lots of stalking going on. <laughs> so Feeney walks out, and he's taking out trash too. And uh, and Eric asks him, you know, if the class liked his little pep talk. And Feeney said the class found it amusing, entertaining, and so did he. You know, but he didn't find it very informative. And he says that everything. Eric says that everything he said was true, but Feeney said he didn't tell them the whole truth. Mm-hmm. And Eric challenges him, like, "What do you mean?" And Feeney said, well, right now they're in a small protected environment. Next year, it'll be like moving um, out of a small town into a big city. Eric says it's just a bigger school. And Feeney says, nah. I'm like, how easy is it to get drugs? Eric says, I don't do drugs. And Feeney says, well, what if you wanted to? Eric said, it would be pretty easy. Feeney asks, alcohol? Eric says, easier. Feeney asks, cigarettes? Which I feel like these kind of de-escalated. 
probably should have started with cigarettes. Start with the cigarettes. What are you doing? <laughs> like that's the easy one, the cigarettes. And then Eric's like, no, I didn't want to bring them down with stuff like that. I wanted to give them something to look forward to. And Feeney asks if he considers himself, you know, popular. And uh, Eric says he's no role model. And Feeney says, look, the moment you stepped in that classroom, you became one. And uh, Eric, that's when Eric actually looks as he's taking out the trash and notices Topanga's there and she kind of runs off. Yeah. So any comments about that? Uh, No, but I do have a comment about the next scene in the cafeteria. All right, right, let's get into it. So we're in the cafeteria and uh, Sean says that was the worst mac and cheese he ever had. And then he says to Corey, you going to finish yours? And uh, Corey calls him a pig. And Sean says he's going through a growth spurt. Uh, and uh, Corey says, those near you don't like the exhaust fumes, which is just nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, Corey's wearing a Mighty Ducks jersey? That was what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> now, all right. Um, you go first. So, I yeah, I, I understand. Uh, um, Disney owned the Mighty Ducks. And um, ABC is an affiliate of Disney. So it's easy for them to put that property in there because of the connection. But based on the character being a Philadelphia sports fan, don't feel like he would wear a Ducks jersey. I wouldn't think so, too. But there, I, there's some exceptions here. So because of the movie, it's okay in some way. Because when we were in school, kids had Mighty Ducks stuff. They did. And whether it was a jacket or a jersey or a shirt, um, like loosely based off the movie and mostly after real life team, you know, which they kind of you know, came into existence together, if my understanding yeah. is correct. Um, it was an excellent marketing, <laughs> marketing approach. But uh, it's true. I feel like because the way it was kind of like a brand in a movie, it made it passable. But, you know, as a Flyers fan, ugh. Like, I think I had some Mighty Duck stuff. I really did. I think my parents bought me something. Um, but once I got old enough to be, like, a dedicated Flyers fan, I would never wear it. Yeah. So, if that makes sense. So, I actually, uh, recently, within yeah. the last year, I bought a yeah. uh, a Mighty Ducks jersey from the movie, not from the, the actual team. Did you really? Why'd yeah. you do that? A Goldberg jersey. I think I bought it for Halloween. No way. That's awesome. Did you wear goalie gear with it? No. <laughs> Oh, okay. It was one of those lazy Halloween costumes. (laughs) Plus, he has the same number as me, 33. So, okay. Felt like it worked a little better. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, next thing, Topanga shows up and uh, Sean calls her the future Mrs. Matthews. And Topanga says she has a videotape that her sister rented that Corey might enjoy. And it's called Godzilla Goes to College. (laughs) 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 Um, and uh, Sean says, whoa, that's the one where Godzilla scarfs down UCLA. Um, I'm just glad he's not actually in college, although that would have probably been more fun to watch. I want to mm-hmm. see Godzilla in class. Um, Corey wants to borrow the movie, but Topanga says, uh-uh, you know, it's her sister's, and she can't let it out of her sight. So Corey's like, all right, well, what time should we come over to watch it? And Topanga says, nope, VCR is broken, so we're going to have to watch it at your place. So they agree to like a 4 p.m. time, and Topanga says that'll give her time to get go home and get ready. And Corey questions her, get ready? And she says, I mean, get the tape. That's all, bye. And uh, now Sean's 100% convinced Topanga's into Corey. And Corey says all he wants is brownies and videos. So uh, any other Simple comments life. before I keep rolling on here? Anything on that before I move on to the part where Minkus walks up? Um, no. 
Okay. All right. So Mika shows up and he says, you maggot. All these years pretending to be my close friend, <laughs> which I thought was awesome. And Corey's like, close as in Philadelphia is to Neptune. And Mika says, all so you could get to her. And uh, says the whole school the whole school is talking about you two. And Corey tries to blow it off. Mika says, are you forgetting about the trip to uh, Acapulco? <laughs> Dude, do you know where Acapulco is? I I don't know where it is. I don't know either. All right. Anyway, <laughs> United States geography is not as good as it should be. I didn't even think it was going to be in the United States. Uh, you're and probably right. My geography is not as good as it should be. My geography is bad too. My geography is really bad. But anyway, uh, Corey looks at Sean, and Sean, um, you know, says that he embellished the story. So he's the one who's been spreading these rumors. Yeah. And uh, Minka says, "Do you really care about her, or are you just doing this to humiliate me?" And uh, that's just awful. If he really was, um, just an awful sentiment. Corey says, "I give up. Take it, Sean." And it's like Sean's like the muscle here, right? Mm-hmm. He gets up and he grabs Minkus's head and says, "Want to play walnut?" They're bullies. Yeah, they I are heard the bullies in this episode. Bullies. Yeah, mean in this episode. <laughs> I don't know what happened. They just cast them as a couple of jerks. So this also establishes Sean's kind of like superior size and strength because he is a little bit older than Corey and he's maturing faster. Mm-hmm. Um, and Minka says, your body card can't be with you 24 hours a day, Matthews. Be afraid. Be very afraid. In the deepest voice this you know, prepubescent boy can muster. And uh, Sean lets him go. And he turns to Sean and says, I got two words for you. This is supposed to be the smartest kid in the class, okay? He says, I got two words for you. Antiperspirant. Mark, it's one word. <laughs> Did one Sean think word. it was three or was it Corey? Um, well, Minka said it was two. Yeah. It's one word and confirmed in the subtitles, it's one word. <laughs> and Sean says, that's three words. <laughs> and uh, and Sean notices uh, Topanga left her notebook and asked Corey if he wants to trash it with him. Bullies. Bullies, dude. I just wrote in like big capital letters, bullies. He's grabbing this kid's head like he's going to beat him up. They want to trash her notebook just because she left it behind, making fun of them in class. They're brutal. Just brutal. I agree. So um, he says uh, he can use the mac and cheese to trash her notebook, which, oh, my God. Could you just imagine someone doing that to you as a kid, putting mac and cheese in your notebook? <laughs> <sighs> but Corey says don't do it because she would probably think it's some sort of like love code. And um, Corey says says about himself, why do I have to be so attractive? And kind of runs through his his hands through his like you know curly <laughs> hair. And Sean uh, opens up the notebook and starts reading the doodles. And this mm-hmm. is where we get our little revelation here. And he reads like the first doodle, Mrs. Matthews turns the page. Mrs. Topanga Matthews turns the page and reads Mrs. Eric Matthews. And they're both surprised. And the scene ends there. Then he comments. Well, at that point, Topanga is 11 and Eric is 15, so it's a little weird. It is, but... Um, it's understandable, too, for... Well, it doesn't get weird from her perspective. Oh, sorry. It doesn't get weird pr- from his perspective. Yeah. And for her, it's just like, it's a little girl crush. It's all right. Yeah, exactly. I don't really have any issue with this. Um, so now they're in the bedroom and Corey stops Eric. And, uh, Corey s- and Eric says he's on his way to the video arcade. Dude, do you miss video arcades, Mark? Um, I liked the them for a while. I was arcades. never huge into them, but. So, uh, I don't think I went to them very much because I have 
a couple like pretty detailed memories of them, which means they stay, excuse me, which means they usually stand out. But yeah. Anytime like we went to the Jersey Shore, if we were on a boardwalk, I would seek, seek out the arcade. I loved going to video game arcades. It's where I fell in love with Mortal Kombat. So, yeah. Anyway, um, Corey tells Eric, someone's in love with you. And Eric's like, who? And Corey says it's Topanga. And Eric says, you know, she's 11. And um, and Corey says that Minkus loves Topanga. And Eric explains, nobody loves anybody. You know, they're too young. And uh, But he indicates that he's old enough uh, being 15. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> he says, but he says, uh, you know, most people don't understand it until they're 15, but he understood it at 14. I love like these these TV shows always talk about love rather than crushes. Yeah. I feel like when you were younger, saying love was lame or corny, right? You would mm-hmm. definitely say crush or like. Like you have a crush on someone or you like them. You wouldn't use the word love. Yeah. You just wouldn't. And also like because you thought it was like a distant thing or too mature of a thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eric thinks that Corey sounds jealous now. And Corey says, yeah, that's just what I want. And we can name our children Chewbacca and Plankton. <laughs> I mean, it would fit it in, right, with the names they have already, Topanga and, uh, and Nebula. Nebula. Yeah, it would very much fit. Um, and Eric says he'll get rid of her and ask Corey, you know, what he wants him to say. And Corey says to tell her she's scum. <laughs> 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 and that I'm politically incoherent. So that part aside being funny, tell her she's scum. God, he's such a jerk in this episode. Um, and uh, when he says he's politically incoherent, Eric just says incorrect. And uh, and Corey says, well, there you go. And uh, Eric says he'll let her down easy, but they're usually pretty crushed, indicating he, you know, breaks a lot of girls' hearts. Mm-hmm. It says, when you hear the doorbell, call someone to pick up the pieces. <laughs> so he heads downstairs, and, uh, and Alan comes up to speak with Corey. Corey calls her totally weird, and Alan says, I bet most girls seem weird to you right now. And uh, Corey tries to explain that, no, she's actually weird. Um, you know, she eats sandwiches made of brown rice and has a sister named Nebula. <laughs> a sandwich made out of brown rice. <laughs> I'm thing? hoping that was like pressed to make the bread. Yeah, how do you like? How do you keep? I'm it hoping together? that's not what was in between the two slices. Uh, uh, I was thinking it was the bread, but I was also wondering how would you keep it together? I guess yeah. make it try to make it sticky. But anyway, um, Alan asks what the problem is, and Corey says that you know she was hanging around and doing stuff for him. And Alan, Alan assumes that Corey liked that, but he corrects him and says he hated it. And Corey says, then he found out that she likes Eric. And Alan says, and you were relieved? And Corey says, no. And Alan asks if he was confused. And Corey's like, yeah, you always know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, where it and, took him uh, several guesses to figure it out. Yeah. Put it together. <laughs> yep. I, I did and, like uh, the liner, what he said after that. Get used to being confused. You get a break when you die. Absolutely. Yeah, he says they're going to be uh, rattling his cage for 60 years. Yeah, And he says until I'm 71, proving the fact that he's 11, not 12. Mm-hmm. As we talked about in the previous episode, he's 11. Um, and uh, Alan says, yeah, you get a break and then you die, you know, after you turn 71. And Alan leaves and we go downstairs, kind of all still the same scene. The doorbell is rung. Eric lets Topanga in and tells her to have a seat. And she sits immediately on the floor like a weirdo. And he says, I was thinking, sit on the couch. And she goes, and she says, whatever you want, which that was a little bit awkward when she says, whatever you want. Um, and uh, Eric asks about the movie that she has and says, Corey will love it. And, and Eric is trying to play it off. He's like, oh, you must really be into Corey to do all these nice things for him. And she says, he's very nice in a young kind of way. 
And uh, Eric says that she's too young. And, um, or sorry, Eric says that you're young too, and that's why you guys get along so well. And she explains that she did her chart and she has a very old soul. Any comments about that, Mark? Um, I, I thought compared to what we know about Eric, I thought he did a pretty good try, like job of trying to let her down easy. Yes, he is mm. trying. At first he was trying to like say, maybe you should be more into Corey, like little hints, right? Yeah. So Eric says, I have a tip for you. No, not a lot of guys are going to be after your soul, which that part was like, Ugh, yeah, she's 11. Hopefully not at 11. Hopefully not at 15. Uh, yes, I um, yeah, just the thought of that was like, oh, just nasty, gross. Yeah. Um, so Topanga says, you know, when you spoke to us in class, I noticed your aura was glowing. Uh, and then Eric says, be as be that as it may, my aura is too old for you to look at. Uh, I don't know if that was a euphemism, but I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> so, and Topanga doesn't I, I just think and, he, he was implying yeah. like, hey, you shouldn't be interested yeah. in me. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And Eric says like that that uh that she's not ready to understand. And Eric puts uh his hand on her lap, like and like kind of touches her hand. Yeah, I thought it was on top of, yeah, on top of her hand. Yeah, shouldn't have done that. And but then she leans in for a kiss and he's like, Whoa, you know, I guess uh maybe I was wrong, maybe you are ready. And um he mentions that Corey said she was very smart and she says, I don't have to be smart. I'm like, This is just getting to an effed up place, Mark. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like, she's just like, I'll do whatever you want. I don't have to be smart. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. what? What Which is does the message? not fit with her character overall. <laughs> no, and it's all wrong. Mm -hmm. It's just so wrong. She's like um, typically fiercely independent, not oh, caring what others think. But here God. she's the complete opposite. There's so much in here that, like, I'm just uncomfortable to talk about because they're kids, but this is how they wrote it. Mm -hmm. Um,. And Eric says, no, you're going to have to be smart because there's a lot of guys that won't take no for an answer. Every time I read, it gets worse. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, I wrote all this down, like almost word for word. So uh, as I'm moving through this, it's only getting worse. And Eric says, you've known me for five minutes and you think I'm cute, you know, but a real relationship is based on more than looks. And if you're old enough to have a relationship, you would, you'll know that. And yeah, he says, says so that, that type of mentality yeah. is stupid and superficial. Yes. And, and then <laughs> uh, Eric Topanga says, you're so wise. And he says, yes, I am. And that wisdom comes from knowing if you have a relationship based on looks, it's stupid and superficial. Mm -hmm. The doorbell rings. He opens it and it's Nebby. And Nebby's very pretty. And she says, hi, I'm Topanga's sister. And Eric, what does Eric say? Eric says, hi, I'm stupid and superficial. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and Nebby says that Corey called and said Topanga wasn't feeling well and wanted to come home. Mm -hmm. And uh, Eric said, no, she's feeling fine. Just look at her. And which is just, he goes from being very sensitive, maybe a little bit stupid, but sensitive to being a jerk because mm -hmm. he wants to score with Nebby. He just like does all the terrible things that he told her to look out for. He's about to, he's going to go there with Nebby. Yeah. Um, uh, Topanga is just heartbroken. And she says, I think I'd like to go home. Yeah, is this the only time we see Nebby? Yes. And this then she's it. completely written off? I don't think there's ever a mention of her having a sister again. 
Yeah. I mean, if they mention it, they, they, we definitely don't see her like in later episodes, you know? Yeah. I don't like, even think she's mentioned in the future. And by the way, right, I did do a quick check. They never mention what Topanga's middle name is. Name is. They only oh, mention shoot. that she says it's weird and she never shares what it is. Oh my goodness. Well, so, I mean, I wonder if it's weirder than stop the war, stop the war. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, um, Corey comes down. He's like, is she gone? In reference to Topanga. And he sees Nebby and says, oh, no, more hair. And Topanga walks out real sad. And everyone just looks upset as the scene fades away. So any comments on that before we get to our... Uh, well, I, I think Eric is a typical 15-year-old kid. Like, understands yeah. at some points. But then you flip it and seems to forget completely what his values are. Yep. I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, at times. Yep. Um, so and now we're in the classroom, and Feeney's reading uh, like the Sam McGee poem. Yeah, the cremation of Sam McGee. Yeah, and Corey's super into it because it's very violent. And Eric <laughs> shows up. Eric shows up unannounced and asked to come in. Uh, I guess he could just skip class. Screw it. You know, just walk around the school. It's perfectly fine. But he just wants to come in, and he asks if he could speak to the class, and Feeney says, "Be my guest." And Corey says, this better be good, because he was about to toast this guy in reference to the poem. Yeah, do you know and how Eric that poem says, ends? I mean, obviously, no. it's in the title. Please, but, how's it end? Um, so I, I actually copied it, because it was actually in a book that I read recently. Um, mm-hmm. Or at least I saw it somewhere. So it ends mm-hmm. with, before they do the refrain and repeat something, but it's, and there sat Sam, look, or, and there sat Sam looking cool and calm in the heart of the furnace roar. And he wore a smile, you could see a mile, and he said, please close the door. It's fine in here, but I greatly fear you'll let the cold and storm. Since I left Plum Tree down in Tennessee, it's the first time I've been warm. It's him describing what life in the furnace is like as he's being burned to death. That's awful. Well, it sounds like a <laughs> metaphor to like how bad his life was in general. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to read the poem to get some more context. It is definitely an interesting poem. Yeah, who wrote it? Uh, that's a great question. I should know. It's okay if you don't know. Don't worry about it. Um, so, uh, so while Eric's here, he explains that he left out some tiny details, and he says that you know there's going to be nine to ten um, other elementary schools making up their seventh grade class. Remember we talked about the class size before? Yeah, you and I. Um, that would be a huge class. I know there's only like 12 kids in this room, but you know, there's supposed to be probably 30 in real life and multiple in each one. Yeah. So, but yeah, nine to 10 other classes making up this giant Philadelphia school and they're going to think differently than you. And uh, he speaks to Minkus about cigarettes and tells him he's going to be pressured and says, you want to be cool, don't you? Minkus says more than you could ever know. <laughs> Eric says, maybe you'll smoke. Minkus says, I don't think so. Cause according to the new England journal of medicine, and he goes into its negative effects. And Eric says, well, what if she thought it was cool? And points to Topanga. Then would you smoke? And Mika says, in a heartbeat. <laughs> and uh, Eric says, welcome to the world of peer pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he looks at Topanga and says, so he smokes. Do you think that's cool? And Topanga says, I think anyone who smokes is a disgusting pig. <laughs> and Mika says, I'm trying to quit, which is a good line. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric says, it's not that easy. You know, there's all kinds of pressure like alcohol. And uh, and he's still talking to Minkus directly. Minkus says, would you please use somebody else as an example? And Eric says, sure. He starts walking through the, the middle aisle and says, you know, what about alcohol? What about drugs? As he's talking to the class in general. And Corey says, look, we're not into that. We're into baseball cards and comics. And Eric says, that's going to change. You know, just like changing schools, 
just like new feelings inside you that you don't, or sorry, just like new feelings inside you that you won't understand. And Corey says, how do you know? And Eric says, because you're growing up, some of you have already started. And he looks at Topanga. And that's the end of our scene here. Mm-hmm. Any comments, questions? Well, they started to add depth to Eric's character. And by season two, they completely like, or is it season three? They they, they negate any depth that they created for him. Yeah. Yeah, they really did. But uh, you know what? It's funny. Um, I saw some clips from some later episodes. He does get a little bit back. Like he becomes generally like a really silly character. Yeah. But he does have some good serious moments. So, um, which we eventually will get to. And now we're in the cafeteria and Minkus is doing this. She loves me. She loves me. Not thing as he tears apart, like his origami flowers. Yeah. And he's talking to himself too. And he says, this is absurd. (laughs) Not, not rational or logical. And then he resumes picking the petals off and saying that she loves me and loves me. Not Mm -hmm. thing anyway. And, uh, Corey and Sean, you know, they, they're sitting together and they try to make a deal, you know, that they will never change and they will stay the same forever. And then a cute little girl walks up, you know, cute and like 11, 12 year old or whatever. Yeah. And says, she's new. How do I get to the principal's office? I love these kids. They just show up and show, go to the cafeteria. <laughs> then she doesn't know where the hell she's going. <laughs> just, just goes to the cafeteria to talk to random kids. I mean, in our and, high um, school, well, no. So the main entrance in our high school was by the office, but there was a side entrance that was right mm-hmm. by the cafeteria. But your parents would take you to the place where you're supposed to go on the first day, would they not? That's true. <laughs> like, you would go see the counselor or the principal or the assistant principal or somebody who would take you to the right place. Your homeroom teacher. Somebody. Yeah, in my school, the counselor will meet with the family and walk them through the the school and show them where everything is. And on the day of, like that's before the kid comes to school or joins yeah. the school. They arrange a meeting. Then on the first day, like if the kid is in my homeroom, I'll send out a student that I believe will get along with this new student based on what I know to kind of like show them around and like be a buddy for them. That's awesome. Cool. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not how it works here, Mark. No, no, they just turn or lose. Looking for yeah, they're just yeah, just just go in. Um, And then anyway, in, in turn, Sean turns loose. Yes, yes. Sean looks at Corey and he's like, this girl's cute. And <laughs> Corey, he doesn't say anything, but Corey says, we have a deal. And um, Sean says, the principal's office? Been there a million times. I'll take you. And he walks off as Corey's holding on to Sean and holding on to the table. Sean's willpower to walk this girl is dragging Sean. I'm sorry. is Corey. dragging Corey and the table along. So, And that's it for this short scene. Anything there? Nope. I guess we're going to finally get into in with finally going to get to a spot where Sean's into girls and he's coming to ladies, man. Yeah, it definitely happens in season two. Uh, maybe it happens later in this season as well. Yeah, I, I watched through the whole series like during the pandemic prior uh-huh. to us starting this. Um, right now, I'm only watching each episode as we review them. So I do need to yes. go back and, and go ahead a little bit more. Yeah, well, you don't have to go ahead for the for this sake. Um, yeah. But yeah, I. Now, I've seen a bunch of them. I watch like a lot of my favorites from time to time. Uh, but now I've been just these this first season I've been watching as we move through it too. So, mm-hmm. all right. Next scene, we're in the bedroom, and uh, Minkus is teaching Corey and Sean French. 
Yep. They said they have a French test. Uh, I, we did have to take languages. Um, I think it was in seventh in grade where school. we had to rotate between grade, French, yeah. I, German, I guess, and Spanish. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's close enough. Mm-hmm. But um, and uh, they Sean remarks how like there's ten letters in a word and he's only using five of them. <laughs> and I commented, that's French, like because that's how I think everyone feels about it. When it ends in a consonant, the consonant is usually silent. I, I don't yeah. remember any French, but I just remember consonants yeah. at the end are usually silent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember like the numbers, like one through ten, and just how many letters were in them and how simple they were to say. <laughs> um, but uh, Minkus explains, you know, that the way it sounds, he explains why it sounds the way it does. And yeah. says there's a simple explanation for it. And uh, Corey and Sean get up to kind of refute it. And Sean says, why can't these French guys speak English? <laughs> and uh, we get the nice little strange ending here. Eric walks in and says, who cares about how they talk? I like how they kiss. Yeah, it is a strange ending. <laughs> yep. And then Minka says, wait, they kiss differently too? Not just for the record. I don't think as an 11-year-old when I heard the term French kiss, I was stupid enough to think only French people did it. Yeah. But anyway. Eric says, let me put it this way, boys. The tongue is not silent. <laughs> and they all go, ew. Mm-hmm. And that's the end. <laughs> yep. That is a little bit awkward for, uh, for yeah. their age grade. But here's the other thing, too. Um, they watch movies that are more adult, right? Yep. Um, you kind of get the Corey impression. Corey has videotaped his parents making out. <laughs> yeah, so they know. They know, (laughs) but anyway, for this episode, they had to kind of turn about the clock a little bit to show they're a little bit more innocent Mm -hmm. and try to show the stark difference between them and where Topanga's at mentally. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, that's it. Any thoughts, comments about this particular episode? Nope, not at all. No? (laughs) I I thought it was a good episode. Um, Not as consistent with the characters where they were at that point. But you, you definitely see some development from the characters and the directions they're going to be heading, especially like you said with Sean. Yep. And we're getting there. It, it was a decent episode. I thought so, too. Uh, the last two. So this one and the previous one, episode 13, I thought were much stronger um, than the 11 and 12. Yeah. So I enjoyed them more. All right. Well, yep. that wraps us up. Sounds Thank good. You, as always, I'll see you for the next one.